Welcome to Enneagram Plus Yoga, a podcast for the body, heart, and mind. And we are so excited for this part two of our shame talk with Lauren. You're going to love everything that she has to say. We're talking about how each of the nine types deal with shame in their own unique ways. So listen in. You'll love it. Well, we were going to look at all nine numbers and just think about um, how shame might show up for each of the nine numbers. And we thought we'd start with the gut triad this time because so often we go, you know, maybe start with one or we've started with the heart triad. But let's start with our number eights. And so uh, the number eight is the moving against type. Um, And so... They might show up uh, as too intense or too angry. That's how other people might uh, frame it. Um, But they feel shame about being vulnerable because they're not sure if they trust others. There's a lot of fear of abandonment uh, for the eight. Um, They feel shame about being weak. They feel shame that they haven't done enough. They're very industrious. Mm -hmm. And so there can be some proving themselves through what they do. And in their core, many eights feel abandoned by others, um, which can lead to this profound sense of shame. So I would say that that's a few ways. Any other thoughts on the eight? Yeah, they're the challenger, right? Mm -hmm, The challenger on the I have some eights in my life. They're really wonderful. And Mm -hmm. I think reliable people, too, Mm -hmm. because they're kind of... I mean, they sort of show up like a one in some ways. Does that seem like similar or no? They're both in the anger triad. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. They kind yeah. of show kind of like a similar to, to yeah. your, your yeah. one. Yeah. I get it. And I think ace may feel shame when they feel any vulnerability or need for somebody um, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. then that's weakness and weakness is shameful Mm -hmm. and I should be strong and that could play tricks on you as well. So, yeah. 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 They're definitely not easy to quick to trust. It seems that's what the, for me, when I hear the word challenger, I'm Mm -hmm. like, that person's not going to just take something at face value. They're going to really decide for themselves how they feel about something. Yeah. That's why like an open hearted position, like a goddess can be really good for an eight because they're opening up in their heart space and saying, you know, I can open my heart up to others. I can let others protect me. I can, trust others so. and be strong at the same time that yeah. pose is strong yeah. and open-hearted Ooh, i love that yeah. great connection yeah. oh so nine i am married to a nine i'm not going to throw him under the bus though he's lovely um <laughs> And nines are lovely, though. I mean, they're the peacemaker. I think there's a mm-hmm. bunch of different names mm-hmm. for a nine, but that's the one that I have mm-hmm. come up, like, mm-hmm. hear, see the Mediator, most. Mediator, He's mm-hmm. all, my nine is also a middle child, so that is interesting because I think middle child show up like nines a lot, yeah. that yeah. they have to sort of be the, the diffuser of the family or the one that doesn't have a lot of needs. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. I'm good. You know, we got older brother up here and baby brother, but, like, the middle child sort of gets lost. So that's yeah. the, I think maybe the nine is the middle child of the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, my presence is not enough is some way that they might feel shame or just I'm not enough, I'm not enough to be seen in the world. Um, they may not allow themselves to show up in a really big way or an, mm-hmm. I would say an authentic way um, because they're so afraid of that not being enoughness. Um, and 
And again, like I, I do think they kind of tend to be these needless people and mm-hmm. none of us are needless, you yeah. know? Um, mm-hmm. And so it can be difficult. They're also very in their head. I believe nines mm-hmm. can be very in their heads yeah. and slow to action. <laughs> slow. Oh yeah. Slow, yep. Yep. slow mm-hmm. to action. And I mean that, that's gotta be stemmed from shame as well. Just, or, you know, shame. And we mm-hmm. said fear is such a close sister to shame. Um, just you know, shame that uh, what you know, whatever they may want to pursue in the world, that they're just not going to be able sure. to do, and they never get off the ground. Sure, I think that's a big one. I was talking to a client recently who is a nine, and uh, you know, there's this sense of shame about not fulfilling their meaning and purpose, right? Like that they haven't, they have so many gifts but they have showed up for other people instead of showing up for themselves. Yes. You know? That's a, that can be a yeah. nine quality and a, yeah. a real sense of shame around not following sure. their dream. Sure. The fallback emotion for a nine is anger, and I think if they feel angry when they feel angry, that could cause a lot of feeling of shame because they are about peace and equanimity and everything mm-hmm. being copacetic. So when the anger shows up, it's... I shouldn't feel this way. This is wrong. And that, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that could be one of those things. Yeah, too for, that's, for the nines. Yeah. that's mm-hmm. a really good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of, mm-hmm. Well, speaking of anger, let's move on to number one. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Enneagram one and um, ones could um, feel like they're not enough and not enough because uh, they're not perfect. So there's no room for mistakes. In mm-hmm. Enneagram One's world, everything has got to be executed and done to perfection, or it's just all bad. Yeah. You know, and 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 I think that the, the struggle is that you can do a hundred things, and one of them has a mistake, and one Enneagram One would focus on that one that's wrong instead of ninety nine that are right. Right. And then feel shameful about it. And then, as I said before, you know, the the inner critic is such a prevalent part of Enneagram One that, you know, you criticize yourself and then you feel ashamed about yourself and then you feel ashamed for feeling ashamed about it and then it's a double-layer shame cake. Mm-hmm. So for once, I think it just the inner critic and never being perfect in that yeah. one mistake that makes you feel shame. Mm-hmm. I love that shame cake. Shame cake. Yeah. yeah. Right? Cake is good when you're in a shame spiral, though. That's for sure. <laughs> okay. Let's. Oh, you go. Yeah. Yep. So I'm yeah. next to. So let's talk about twos. Twos are our helpers. So Christy is Enneagram two. <laughs> and twos, threes, and fours are considered the shame triad yeah. and may have the highest level of shame. So they are probably like the closest neighbor to shame out of all the numbers in Enneagram. Yes. They might even be shame's roommate. If yes. you were having like, a, like a, a living situation. But twos may feel shame if they don't feel liked or loved because that's very important. The mm-hmm. relationships are very high on the importance list for number two Enneagram. And then if they don't give or help somebody, they feel shame. And um, that could be a struggle because... Number one, they're driven to help. That's mm-hmm. like the biggest engine driver. And then they feel ashamed if they feel like they haven't helped enough 
or well mm. enough or often enough yes. or and that 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 could create feelings of shape. Christy, would you agree? Yes. Like I feel boundaries are something I've gotten really good at. Yeah. I've even had friends like just say, wow, like we're so impressed. Like, are you sure you're an Enneagram too? And I'm like, no, I was not this way in my 20s and 30s. Yeah. This is like something I've really had to work hard at. But I'm, I'm good at boundaries right now. But I do feel guilty, right? Mm-hmm. So there's like this That's piece it. of I mm-hmm. feel like, oh, I'm letting somebody down. I don't, I feel a sense of shame and that I yeah. can't show up for somebody in the way that they want me to. And guilt could be so heavy and so yeah. shameful. Hello, yeah. Oxford language. Yeah. I guess yeah, they're there right. There we are. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Also probably hard to receive help, I would say. When yes. you are the helper, maybe yeah. that's another way that oh, really shows yeah. up, is asking for, sure. for help can yeah. be really hard for a two. Going back to your childhood memory, yeah. you know, a yes. children are coming to help yeah. and you way feel go, ashamed yeah. because of Risa, you have mm-hmm. to receive yeah. help and that's, yeah, that's an old message. For sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. sure. It's a lot. Yeah. So are Enneagram threes? No, um, I think I probably a, a wing three, although I see myself maybe yeah. in a little bit of a five, two, because I can get in my head. But three is probably my wing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're very familiar with that. So my husband is a three. And he's kind of like Santa Claus. He's making a list and checking it twice. (laughs) If I do enough, then I am enough. Like that is the message. And then if you don't do enough, you start to move into that feeling of shame, which actually is more moves the three to the nine. And so they start to kind of shut down and get really slothful and depressed. Yeah. If they don't feel like they've done enough, if they yeah. don't feel like they've accomplished everything. So that can lead mm-hmm. to shame. Um, and then, of course, I would say that even though the two and the four are in the shame triad, um, the three is probably the most like focused on image. Right. And so if I'm not showing up in a way where my image looks good, where my yeah. house looks good, like if somebody saw my husband's car, now that we have a child and it's dirty, it's like... For the first time in his life, his car is dirty. He would feel shame if they saw that dirty car, right? Because image is so important to an Enneagram 3. So that's something that comes to mind. Um, And I I don't feel affirmed or valued. Um, It would be another thing for an Enneagram 3 if I I don't do it enough. Um, And so that sense of like constantly doing. Any other ideas for the Enneagram 3? You know, for 3, I'm thinking, what is that Michael Jordan's uh, quote about that he has failed a million times before he like succeeded and I think none of us like the feeling of failure but I think it could be crushing and so shameful for threes Mm -hmm. not only they're achievers but if they're in their effort to achieve they experience a failure and we all teach our children you have to know how to win you have to know how to lose losses and failures are what makes you who you are that propel you forward they rebuild you they make you you know, stronger and better and, and more resourceful, et cetera. But it could be a really a shameful thing for a three to Good, know that they that, failed somehow yeah. and did not achieve yeah. in all of the lists of achievements. So that could be tough. But I'll tell you, I thought about your husband the other day. So um, mm-hmm. in our house, since, you know, I'm a yeller, we've decided 
that the healthiest way for me to ask my people to do their chores is to kind of give them an advance notice and not feel like everything has built up and then I'm just yelling at people to do things. So I wrote out a list like four days before weekend. I said, let's come together as a family and here's the things that we all should kind of do for the next week or so. And as I... Uh, taped the list on our refrigerator I thought about your husband I was like your husband would probably like boom 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 through that list like four days please give me two hours yeah. and everything be done He's so like, that's a three for you yeah making a list checking it twice showing love through acts of yeah. service but I think you're so right about the fear of failure oh my gosh yes yes three. I can definitely, I just quick before we wrap up to four, is that I identify with the affirmed and valued thing, needing that from others. And uh-huh. I, I think that's what makes me a three. I'm not as much the image. I don't yeah. really, like, I'm pretty messy and willing yeah. to show people my mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't identify with that need to be, like, have that kind of image. Um, yeah. But I do, hi, I'm, I'm an extrovert. And most yeah. fours are real introverted. True. I True. know they're different. True. But I think that my extrovertedness and my need for validation from others is yeah. uh, is what makes my wing three yeah. big time. Yeah. Um, and I, I would say just one other thing about the three is that when you are spending so much energy on that image, it just makes it that much harder to journey to your own authenticity yeah. and mm-hmm. heart. Yeah. If it, that yeah. is your key motivation or way you feel love or, or uh, value, yeah. that's a really, ha- it's a hard one. I think the three might, have the hardest time detecting and unpacking their shame. Oh, for sure. Ooh, that's yeah. a good one. Just I like sorry that. Sorry, threes that are listening. We love you. We yeah. need you. Mm-hmm. You achieve a lot. I mean, probably yeah. a lot of high achieving people in the world yeah. are threes. Totally. You know, all of our, you know, a lot of people at the Olympics probably threes. Yeah. You know, yeah. what I mean? <laughs> we talked about it. Yep. Yeah. But it, that it's it's a really hard thing when you get all that achievement and yet yeah. there's still a disconnect in your level of joy and your level of fulfillment yeah. in life. It's Agreed. like, what? It's confusing. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. when you get all those things and you got all the shiny things and you're like, but I'm still not happy. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's, it's a hard for a three. I feel for them. They just own their feelings. Yeah. I think so they're most is... disconnected from that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so but a four is not typically disconnected from their feelings. Uh, we feel shame. It's so interesting. I'm in the shame triad, of course. So let's talk about four um, yeah. and how that shame shows up for them. So definitely comparing constantly. I already talked about the one up or the one down yeah. is specifically what I do. And I think all of us just do. Um, am I enough? Are my loved ones enough? Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. Um, I'm constantly questioning my mothering and, and I, you know, am I doing this right? I think that's also very common. Am I a misfit? Mm-hmm. Do I belong? A yeah. sense of not belonging, I think, is a real common for feeling. Like a, I'm born in a wrong family. Adopt, I must have been adopted or switched at birth. It's mm-hmm. like a, a big feeling for a feeling of shame for a four. Um, like an eight, they struggle with feelings of being rejected by others. So I said that like I if, definitely it's like I want others to validate and affirm me. And I've really had to learn how to do that for myself mm-hmm. and yeah. show up for myself. Like, it's really important for a four to learn how to show up for themselves. Um, and then I'm, it's interesting it's on this sheet that I have, it says when others allow me to be my fullest, deepest, truest self, I feel seen, which is, I guess, a way to feel healthy shame or a way to have a sense of like, 
um, value is that when I'm able to be that big expressive person that I am and I'm able to talk about all the nitty gritty that happened in my life and people are like Brene says good stewards of that story Mm -hmm. it's that we're here to learn how to tell our stories and listen to other stories and be yeah. be a safe space for that because other people's stories can trigger you like i brought yeah. up like yeah. telling other people my trauma sometimes they're like eh! you know oftentimes yeah. people are like nope and often that's an indication that there's something coming up from their own past sure. and they're just not ready they're not ready to to go there but if they're not ready to go there, it, it can be really quickly like, oh, I'm ashamed because I've yeah. got this ugly story and yeah. they don't want to talk about it. Yeah. So, you know, if I can be my fullest, truest, deepest self, then I feel really loved and valued um, and not given acceptance. I feel shame. And then when I don't when I feel that I pull away, definitely, even sure. though I'm an extra extra, I actually really think I'm an ambivert because I do need tons of quiet alone time. Yeah. Um, but I love people. Um, but I do tend to like mm-hmm. isolate just like a four does when they feel shame. They go into yeah. their, their little cave and they're like, oh, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. Nobody, nobody loves me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I had a little bout of that recently and I came out of it and all of the tools I've been saying is exactly mm-hmm. how you get out of yeah. it. You call people, you talk about it. Sometimes you just watch Netflix for, you yeah. know, you, you binge totally. watch Downton Abbey, mm-hmm. which actually Brene Brown mm-hmm. gave that example <laughs> of like, with reading the butter. comments on her TED talk mm-hmm. and they were ugly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of her first times ever experiencing mm-hmm. like fame, she read the comments. And of course, you're not supposed to do that. And she just said, I went into the shame spiral. You know, there are all these comments about her weight, all these comments about like all these ugly things. Mm-hmm. Um and she talks about how she had to like numb out with mm-hmm. some Netflix. And like sometimes that's okay too. So yeah. And I would say that when people are doing that, when they're shaming us, that's an indicator that there's so much shame inside of them. Because sure. when we shame others, you know, it's coming out of our own sense of shame sure. and it's, feeling like we're not enough. So, it is. And yeah. that's, yeah, that's part of the scene, the big picture that I talked about with the steps of going yeah. from healthy to un- or unhealthy to healthy feelings of shame is like, see that big picture. Yeah. Know that if someone shamed you, They've, it's not all about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that takes sure. some work, though. That takes yeah. work. I would and, say, too, for an Enneagram 4, the comparison is a big source of shame. Like, you talked about being a 5-year-old. Oh, yeah. And you were already starting to compare yourself to the, the boy who had the cigarette smell, right? Because that's a big thing for 4. And I do think that we start early on developing our Enneagram number. Yeah. And so already you were starting to think about how you might be better than somebody else. And, and yeah. fours get caught in that trap more than any of us, although mm-hmm. all of us get caught in it, right? Just yes. because you're a four doesn't mean that I don't get caught in comparison as well. Okay, so we're talking about uh, Enneagram 5 and how shame shows up for the fives. And the fives are the cerebral, the very up in the head um, I know some fives, and one of my five friends calls it calls their mind their mind palace. <laughs> um, so they are very intelligent, typically, and very you know, again, logical people. Very logical, maybe not quite as emotional as the four. Um, and so fives' reaction to anxiety is to gather resources. They need mm. information and knowledge is the most important thing for them. Um, a craving for being competent is what drives fives and makes them feel secure. And they feel shame and insecurity when they don't feel competent. Um, 
there's always more knowledge out there. So, you know, that can be very difficult, I think, for a five. You never never can have all the knowledge. And, I mean, you got to have a combo of logic and heart-centered. And I think those poor fives, they need a little more of their heart-centered, uh, you know, attack to, uh, the heart to come out a little more in order for them to feel um, a little less shame. So when fives feel that they don't have enough information, they tr- try to protect themselves and they can feel a sense of shame and withdraw from others. Um, and they'll withhold touch and they'll withhold time and they'll withhold energy from yeah. others. They can be kind of aloof. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts on the, on the fives? You know, smart and lovely people. They, it's interesting because I've heard about fives finding out very like they're they're so intelligent that as a child, what I've read about a five is they can very quickly understand if their adults in their life are competent or not, mm-hmm. or they'll kind of judge yeah. that very quickly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that's a big sense of shame too. Is if you're a child that's already like well, this grown-up is not competent, you know, that's, it's a way, there's some fear there, mm-hmm. you know, and I think shame and fear, we've already talked about, so yeah. it's a close kind of, you know, sister relationship and um, can really breed a feeling of not enoughness mm-hmm. if you've detected that yeah. the people that you're trusting in your life maybe mm-hmm. aren't competent. Um, and they have high standards in that yeah. regard too, I think. That's, that's so true. Yeah. You know, I think fives, they get depleted um, in social settings. Oh, yes. And that any time that they are made feel that that's out of the constraints of the norm, quote unquote, that could evoke mm. feeling of shame. Like, why is everybody having the best time at the party and I'm not? Yeah. Or why does everybody want to go out and I want to stay in? Yep. And also, uh, and we've interviewed a lovely five on our episode, um, Allison, and, and she has mentioned that she almost has to, she gets so depleted by social settings, she has to recharge alone. And that could, you know, be, you know, if, if a person is being shamed saying, well, why are you always needing your alone time? And why do you want to retract and re- because that's how they are. That's how they recharge. So that could evoke a feeling of shape if somebody doesn't understand the motive, motivation, mm-hmm. and the need for for what they do. So mm-hmm. yeah, that yeah. that that could be it. Those are five. excellent points. My nephew is a five, mm-hmm. and he's he's nine, so a little child. But so much of what you said, I'm like thinking of him, where you know he doesn't like it when people like burst out into laughter because yeah. he doesn't often get the joke. Yeah. He's a little divergent in that way. And so when he hears people burst into laughter, he assumes they're laughing at him and shame shows up in that way right. for him. And so right. he's like, no laughing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, buddy, it's, we're not laughing yeah. at you, but With that's a very hard thing to understand yeah. for a five. But they're so literal. Of course. And they yeah. don't get the joke sometimes of and they course. don't understand. And he doesn't want people to sing him how he wants a birthday party, but no singing. You know, nobody's seeing bir- happy yep. birthday. Like, yep. We don't want outbursts of expression like that. That is, yeah. They, they don't-, don't want attention like <laughs> the two, the three, yeah. and the four. We're yeah. like all about the attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They like don't extra want- song for me, please, <laughs> and again, <laughs> extra song. That's right. Yeah, I get it. All right. Well, let's move to to sixes and sixes. I really love so our Enneagram six is a loyalist and for. For the longest time, I mistyped myself as a six. So there's a lot of, um, you know, motivations that six um, have that 
uh, really resonate with me personally. So sixes fee- seek a sense of safety and security. And a lot of times they create that, 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 that safety and security by um, uh, surrounding themselves with community, with groups, with being involved mm-hmm. in different organizations because that makes them feel safe. And uh, because they are so connected in their communities, the sense of shame will rear its ugly head when they feel not enough for those around them. So sometimes they can be loyal to a fault. Mm -hmm. If somebody is not worthy of their loyalty, somehow six would feel shame about that Mm -hmm. because they would question their own loyalty to that person. Um, Sixes have a desire to support and be supported. And sixes will find shame when they can't show up as they would have liked for others to support to support others or be a part of the group. So Mm -hmm. that could create a sense of shame. Um, Sixes could um, have a lot of anxiety because there's a lot of um, thoughts about what if the other shoe drops? What if something goes wrong? We always have to be prepared for it. That could create anxiety. Anxiety can create a sense of shame. Like, why am mm-hmm. I so anxious? Everybody else seems so calm and I'm so anxious. So that could be difficult and shameful for, for sixes. And um, their shame and feeling of not being enough can turn into anxiety and cause them to mistrust others. So we talked about mistrust. I think sixes would probably take the prize for mistrust from the get-go. It's mm-hmm. sort of like you have to prove to me that I can trust that I can trust you, and then I will be loyal to you till yeah. the end. But from the beginning, the mistrust is there, and that could, you know, evoke feeling of shame. Mm-hmm. What do y'all think? Yeah, I mean, I feel like you covered so many good ones. Any yeah, I feel like. The six, you've already talked about this, but just the trust thing is such a big yeah. thing. If if they don't feel like somebody loves them, is, is, is part of their group, is going to be loyal, they're really going to feel a deep, deep sense of shame, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that's a big one for, for a six, Yeah, is that feeling of, do I trust you? Can sure. I trust you? And so part of our work is to any Enneagram sixes in our life is to kind of show up for them and, and sure. love them. But they have work to do too, to right. open up their heart space to others. And I agree. Um, so I think that that's one of the things, but the sevens, that's, that's our last little that's group. Last but not least. Last but not least. Certainly not least. We the love our sevens. The enthusiasts. <laughs> um, so sevens run away from pain, right? They mm. don't, they don't want any pain or suffering or shame in their life, and they numb their feelings through fun, adventure, ideas, experiences. Um, sevens feel shame because they know that they can be frenetic, scattered, that they know that they can miss the, the moment because of their constant ideas and doing and FOMO, the fear of missing out. Um, I do want to point out, though, that I think that sevens get the rap for being scattered. And as an Enneagram, too, I know I can be very scattered Mm -hmm. as well because I'm always helping and just getting too involved in in lots of things to serve, right? And so that can make me scattered. And I actually feel shame about that, too. So if you're listening to this, you may resonate with a number that's not your number. Sure. just for... For anybody listening. And so many numbers overlap in some mm-hmm. of these ways yeah. that shame is showing up. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. 
So they feel deep shame about their pain and they run from it through the power of positive thinking. So, you know, they're the Pollyanna types that it's all good. Um, But when they get in touch with pain and sufferings, sevens can heal their shame. So going to therapy, going to yoga, going to do the things that feel out of their comfort zone, going Mm -hmm. to an AA meeting if they're a recovering alcoholic, like that's where they're going to heal shame. Any other Mm -hmm. thoughts from you guys? You know, I I, I agree. I think not only feeling um, anger, disappointment, uh, pain, that create shame for sevens. I think causing those feelings to somebody else could create shame. And, you know, y'all heard me say billions of times, I'm married to a seven. And not only um, I have seen through the years, he struggles with feeling his own pain. It really, he feels deeply ashamed if he is to upset, you know, anybody or make anybody unhappy or create painful experience for somebody else. So that that could create shame as well, mm-hmm. I think, for a seven. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. So um, we were just talking earlier, and we were talking about how the one, two, and six are the moving towards type. Right. That's the ones that you just did. And I was wondering if there's a connection between shame and moving towards, because it seems like ones move towards other people by saying, to maybe their spouse, let me make sure that the kitchen floor looks yeah. perfect. Yeah. And, and then you will love me, and yep. then I will be enough. And, and the two deals with their shame by being indispensable. Let me offer you whatever you need, mm-hmm. and then you will love me. And oftentimes, sixes are loyal and industrious, right? Yep. And so if I work really, really hard on this project at work, then you will love me. So they move towards others yeah. to validate their pain. So I was the one responsible for the three, the seven, and the eight. They're the moving against type. And so when they feel that sense of shame, they're going to be like, I'm hey, out. yeah, I'm angry. And I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to maybe say something towards you. You know, if you haven't affirmed me enough as a three, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show up as an angry spouse, right? Yep. Um, or whatever it is. Now, I will say... One little caveat here is that my Enneagram mentor, Jerry Wagner, mm-hmm. he actually switches. He them. is. He is yeah. tipping the apple cart, I yeah, hear. Yeah, he is. And, and I like that. He is actually the first person who ever wrote a dissertation mm-hmm. on the Enneagram. A really smart guy. So he's been doing this work for a long time. He actually puts the one in the moving against type. And, and I the, agree with him. And on the that. seven in the moving towards. And, and I agree that. with him on that. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit more. Of- I just think he's onto something because I've never felt, and I'm just talking personal experience. I am not the moving towards type. I feel like I am moving against. Yeah. And yeah. I feel that again, seven married to one. And again, it's just one example out of bazillions. I feel he's more moving towards than against. Yeah. And I've experienced that a lot with, with sevens and ones mm-hmm. in my life. So yeah. I just want to throw that out. Yay, there. Mr. Wagner. Mr. Wagner might be on to something. Yeah. That sounds true for me too. <laughs> just hearing it for the first time now. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. sevens. Are not a moving against type. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they're yep. sunny side up. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Yep. But I would say most Enneagram coaches and teachers would put yep. the seven in the moving against type. But Jerry mm-hmm. Wagner, you might want to read his website, Enneagram Spectrum. Just a little shout out to Jerry Wagner. 
that he um, has a different idea on yeah. that. So the fours, the fives, and the nines, was, which Lauren was sharing um, how they uh, deal with shame, they're the moving away types. And I've definitely experienced that from people who are four, fives, and nines, that, um, that they can just pull away out of nowhere. Yeah. And, and it might be because they're feeling some shame. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts as a four on that, Lauren? About just all these three the, numbers. These three I'm types. absolutely, I, I mean, moving away type. I think for me, and maybe a nine, and, and maybe even a five, the, the moving away is stemmed from I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. doing everyone a favor by re- withdrawing because I'm nobody cares and I don't mm-hmm. have anything to offer and mm-hmm. I'm a hot mess or I'm too much or whatever it is. But moving away is definitely stemmed from that feeling of like, again, like, I don't matter. And I think probably for four, five, and nine, that shows up very similarly, really. Isn't Um, it interesting, though? The four is their their message is, I don't belong, so let me pull away. The five is, I'm not competent, so let me pull away. And the nine is, my presence doesn't matter, so let me pull away. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. What a good conversation, (laughs) ladies. Yes. So good. (laughs) Man. We are so thankful, Lauren, for your time, for your wisdom, for your authenticity. You you feed our spirits. Oh, thank you you so much. You're our unicorn. You're generous. You speak from the heart. We Mm -hmm. respect you. We value you. We will put all of the information on our website for our listeners to get in touch with you. Even when you do go underground from social media, they'll be able to uh, connect with you. It's just a direct way to connect. That's all. And that's the best way. A four wants to direct. Directly, authentically connect. Yes, direct is the best way. So thank you for being so generous with your time, with your heart, with your soul. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, guys, with us talking about shame today, I just want to do a quick shameless plug. And that is for a book that I wrote called Freedom from Shame. It's a Kindle book that you can find on Amazon under my name, Christy Bonner. Again, it's called Freedom from Shame. And after a word from our sponsor, I'm going to share a meditation about shame from this book with you guys. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Take a deep breath in. Exhale out through the mouth. Bring one hand to your heart and continue to experience the rise and fall of your breath as you stay with your breath throughout this meditation. And then ask yourself this question. Is there shame you are holding on to that you need to let go of? And if you are holding on to shame, take a moment to think about what you're feeling shame about. Take a moment to sit with that, maybe even to feel that. 
and then out loud or in your mind's eye, say these words to yourself. I offer myself an abundance of grace. And take a deep breath in. And then find your exhale. And then say to yourself out loud or in your mind's eye, I offer myself a deep well of kindness. And then take a breath in and then find your exhale out. Continue to breathe deeply in and out several times. And then allow your breathing to become normal. But keep your hand to your heart and feel the rise and fall of your heartbeat. And as you feel the rise and fall of your heartbeat, I encourage you to allow the beating of your heart to serve as an important reminder that you are on a human journey. Can you set an intention to work on offering yourself and others more grace, forgiveness, and, and kindness? Namaste, friends.